Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. family welcome to speak it is absolute chaos in the national football league particularly in las vegas the raiders they made crazy moves today you fired the head coach you fired the general manager you fired the offensive coordinator but get this as you join us to talk about the anarchy going on in las vegas there's no better person to discuss it than former raider himself james jones a person who does post-game analysts for the last two years with the team of all the voices you have heard on this subject matter today there will be no more dominant and more educated voice than the one on the far end of the desk so james starting with you this is a topic in sports today and you all are privileged to tune in to hear from the man on my left. Do you agree with the Raiders' decision to fire their head coach in the middle of the season? Because it's chaotic. You agree with it? I do. I, I believe this had to happen. I mean, I've been in that building for the last two years, but I think it, it really hit, hit rock bottom these last two weeks. And um, it's been a bunch of chaos over there, especially when you talk about the head coach. Um, and you start with the players, right? We all been in these locker rooms to where when you have a team meeting, and you are voicing your frustrations, whether it be coach, whether it be play calling, whatever it may be. We all know when we have team meetings, it's only one good thing that could come out of here, and that's go on the football field and find a way to win so you can say the team meeting helped. Yeah. That didn't happen, right? They had a team meeting. A lot of these players, a lot of these key big-time players, frustrate frustrations on things you could have done better, things that we want to do, things that we're not seeing. Whatever it may be, you had this team meeting, and you go out there on the offensive side of the football, and you score seven points. The defense scored a touchdown, and the defense got three takeaways, right? One thing, I try to learn a lot from y'all up here, you know, even as y'all talk, if y'all don't think I'm listening to y'all. One thing that stuck to me when, Acho, you said, a head coach, number one, Take care of your side of the football, yes, sir. right? When you get to take care of your side of the football, he has not done that. This team is 16 points a game this season. Since he's came to Las Vegas, he has not done his job on the offensive side of the ball. And you're talking about guys that you had like Derek Carr. You had Darren Waller. You had Hunter Renfro. You had Devontae Adams. You had Josh Jacobs. You had big-time players on this offense, and you never got your side of the ball done. But when it comes to Mark Davis, I think he held out as long as he possibly could to give Josh these chances to really turn this thing around. And I think this is a move that he had to make for Raiders, for Raiders Nation and for the players and the coaches that was in that locker room. I think he had to make this move, James, and do, I think it's the right move. Do this for me. Do this for me. Do this for me. Tell me something about this organization that I can't Google. 
Mm. Tell me something about the chaos of this organization and of this team that I can't find out on the internet. Because I can find out they struggle offensively. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Devontae Adams throw his helmet. But Shady, myself, nor Joy Taylor spend every weekend in Las Vegas doing the post game. Yeah. We're not walking those halls. We haven't walked those halls. The viewers at home haven't walked those halls. Yeah. Tell me something. Paint a picture for me that I can't find online that speaks to why the firing had to happen. Well, I think it's very simple. I think when Josh McDaniels first got this job coming from New England, you think you're getting a guy that knows how to do it, knows how to run the organization, coming the, you know, the Patriot way, right? You're giving him a lot of, lot of lead way to do what he wants to do with this roster and all that type stuff. And you had a bunch of people believing that he can get this job done. They weren't believing anymore. Players, coaches, whoever you want to point it at, owner, they weren't believing that he can get this job done anymore. And I think that's why this move came. It came because the players, the locker room wasn't believing in Josh no more. The, the, the coaching staff, I don't think a lot of people were believing in his vision and what he can get accomplished over there anymore. And I think that's why Mark had to make this decision to be able to fire him two years into a six-year contract. Uh, I think that's why it had to come. Listen, I didn't walk the hallways like you said. <laughs> I wasn't as a Raiders. I was never a Raider. Yeah. Right? Now, we beat on him, but I never was a Raider. And I'll say this. When it looks like a duck, mm. it quacked like a duck. What is it? It smelled like a duck. Don't tell me wait, what wait. it is. It looked like a duck. Again? It's a duck. <laughs> they were, they were, they were, in the beginning of this process, right, from the beginning, they were doomed from the beginning. Why? When you decide that, 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 why hire him? Why hire Josh? Tell me that, why? He's been a loser his whole time as a head coach. Never made the playoffs. Denver, I remember that. Mm-hmm. In 2009, it was my, when I got drafted. I remember meeting with him, and he was so arrogant, right? And I'm like, why is this guy so arrogant? Okay, a lot of coaches that play with Bill Belichick, I'm sorry, a lot of, play, a lot of coaches that, that, that coach with Tom Brady, mm. right, under Bill Belichick, they all arrogant, right, until they leave that nest. And when they got to go out there and be a head coach by themselves, you see what happens. Mm-hmm. You see the same thing with Belichick without Tom. You see what happens. Something like, why would they even hire this guy? Yeah. So then he gets a job, right? And then, you know, whatever happens the first year, you know, it's, it's the first year. I get it. You're trying to find some things out. Then the next year, you want to bring in Jimmy G as the quarterback? I said, oh, it's over. It's over. And I remember telling you this. Devontae Adams is the number one receiver, the best wide receiver in football. Mm -hmm. But he will not be looked at like that no more once he has Jimmy G because he's not giving the ball. You see him wide open, can't give him the ball. So my thing is this. When you talk about these these coaches and why they fired him, I mean, it's right there in your face. I need a coach that can win. I I need a coach that if I'm picking you, why am I picking you? What makes you different from any other person out there or any other coach out there that I can hire? And the, my, my, my answer is, he can't. Yeah. He can't win games. He, he's not, players aren't getting better. They're not developing. They're not growing. Why would I hire him as a coach? My issue with the firing is this. I'm happy it happened, but it should have been happening. And it should have never happened. He should have never been a head coach for the Raiders. But see, I don't, I don't blame Mark Davis for hiring him. Why? Because it's a lot of coaches from under Bill Belichick's tree that get hired. However it may play out, it's a lot of coaches that get hired. And what when happens when they get when, hired? When you are looking for a head coach, you're looking for a lot of things that the Patriot way brings. Obviously, we all know right now is the Tom Brady way covering up a lot of stuff because we see Bill without Tom Brady. But you're coming from a winning culture. You're thinking that you're going to bring that culture over here to whatever team you may be coming to, whether it be Bill O'Brien to the Texans, whether it be Josh McDaniels to the Raiders, because... Whether it was the Raiders or not, Josh McDaniels was going to be a head coach somewhere strictly because of the things he accomplished and where he was coming from with Bill Belichick knowing how to win. So I don't blame Mark Davis for hiring him because you are saying you're bringing over a winning coach. 
that knows how to change an organization around and win, and that's fine. He did not get the job done. We're seeing that now, but I don't blame him for hiring. He's never got the job done. You're not saying that. He was a head coach before. Let, let the world know that. And when he wasn't head coach before, he was a failure at it. Different rosters. And he was a failure with, with a really good roster. No difference. The Raiders are a failure. Mm. Just, just keep it real. The Raiders are a failure. Yes, was it, a, it was a bad choice to hire Josh McDaniels. I agree with you. I, I, I did not think that he was going to have success there based off of what he had did before that. And you remember after that Broncos situation, he got another job offer before that. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Come on now. Played in the cold Come on States, now. Which, by the way, they're probably grateful for at this point, mm-hmm. looking at how these, these, these things have turned out. But I can't just put it on Josh McDaniel. You have too much of a history mm-hmm. of being in, incapable of getting the right pieces in there and having success. So Josh McDaniels is fired two years into a six-year contract. John Gruden, three and a half years into a 10-year contract. Let's go back all the way to 2007. Lane Kiffin, Tom Cable, Hugh Jackson, Dennis Allen, Tony Sperano, Jack Del Rio, John Gruden, Rick Bisaccia, Josh McDaniels. That's a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. You know the Steelers have had one coach in that entire time? Do I need to go down the list again? You have a history. You have a pattern of, of dysfunction. What, what is good about this situation? You have no quarterback. You have limited pieces. You have a history of failure for the last 20 years. One of the worst organizations in the NFL, winning-wise. Yeah. So... Did you have to fire him? Sure. Would most places have fired him? Sure. Now what? Now what? what what's, what's the big plan? Here's my problem with the Raiders. And it is very frustrating to me anytime this happens to an organization because this is not good for anyone. It's not good for us when coaches get fired midseason. It's not good for the team. It's not good for the players that are there. It's not good for the culture that's there. No matter how bad it is in the building, it's not about to get better. Will they win more, another game this season? Sure. But nothing is going to course correct within the organization until you fix the problem. You can't say you don't have an institutional problem when this is the evidence that's here. We've been watching this for two decades. Outsource the hiring. You can't do it. You cannot hire a head coach. Outsource it. Give it to somebody else. Put together a committee. I don't know what you have to do. But there's institutional problems with the Raiders. And it always bothers me when organizations get away with doing this time and time and time again. It's always some splash. There's enough shows in Vegas. Okay, we got Adele, we got Usher, we got Michael Jackson, we got Cirque du Soleil, we got that orb thing. Y'all be functional. Let the performers do the show. This is nonsense. And it's, it's bad for Raiders fans because Raiders fans have a, they have a great, very loyal fan base. It is a major brand for the NFL. And it really bothers me. Like, respect the fans. Respect the talent that you have in the building. It's, was Josh McDaniels doing a good job? No. But before that, what was the excuse? And before that, what was the excuse? What was the excuse before that? Do I need to read the names again? This is not new business for the Raiders. So fix it. My issue, most importantly, with Josh McDaniels getting fired, and I think it was the right decision, is Josh McDaniels never identified a quarterback and never developed a quarterback. Mm. And the greatest coaches both can either identify QBs or develop them. You think about Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Carson Wentz, development. You think about Andy Reid, Shady, you know this well. Donovan McNabb, development. Patrick Mahomes, identification and development. You think about Sean McVay, Jared Goff, development. You think about Mike McDaniel. Tua Tungvaluwa, development. You think about Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, assessment and development. But go back in time with McDaniels. He traded Jay Cutler for Kyle Orton. Remember that. Was it for Orton or Tebow? It was Orton first. Orton first, okay. And then after Orton, he drafts Tebow in the first round, but doesn't play Tebow. 
So you haven't been able to assess a quarterback because Tebow did not pan out in the National Football League, and you haven't been able to develop a quarterback. Two cardinal sins as a head coach, particularly an offensive-minded head coach. So the sins of McDaniels for me was if you can't identify nor develop the most important position in football, then what can you do right? Mm. Mm. That's really where I said, settle mm. with it. Now, I like them firing him, Shady, I do agree, although it was a little too late. And, and I'm interested to have this conversation, because, Joy, you said something interesting that I think is the next layer of conversation. I do think this could jumpstart the organization. Mm -hmm. Remember when Basaccio was took over for yeah. Gruden? And it wasn't Mark Davis's fault that Gruden got fired. Yeah. Gruden has to own that himself. Yep. When Basaccio took over for Gruden, the Raiders won the last four games, mm -hmm. got on a hot streak, finished seven and five. I think Gruden started three and two. They go to the playoffs. They end up losing by a touchdown to the inevitable yeah. AFC champs in the Bengals. So, James, again, you've been in the locker room. Will this work out well for the Raiders the rest of the season? It will, and I'm excited about it. And I'm excited for Antonio Pierce to get his opportunity. You named them coaches right there. You see Dennis Allen and uh, Coach Verano. I was there. I played for both of them, right? So we fired Dennis Allen when we was 0-10. And Coach Verano came in there, and good things could happen from this. This is a new voice. This is a coach that was in... The organization that was there saying and listening to all the players say, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Why are we calling this? Why are we calling that? Why are we running things like this? Why are we doing things like this? Man, Josh ain't telling us the truth about things like this. Whatever it may be, he hearing all that. So right when he comes in there in his team meeting, hey, man, I done heard everything that y'all been talking about. I done heard all the little muffers on the sideline, whatever it may be. This is how we finna do things. And when Coach Verano came in there, it gave our team a newfound energy. And we believed again like we were going to go out there and win games. I don't know how many games we won under Verano. I think we won like three out of the last ten, three and nine under Coach Verano. We started 0-10. But it was just a newfound energy that we had when Coach Verano came in there and everybody really believed in him. Everybody believed in him. Everybody believed what he was saying, but he addressed the things that Nobody in the team, no, none of the coach, nobody likes. He addressed those things and fixed those things right away. So I do think some good could come out of this. And it's not like they're 0-10. This is a 3-5 and football team. Who knows what can happen? Antonio Pierce played this game at a very high level. He knows how to talk to players, communicate with players, get players to go out there and play hard. So I'm excited to see what he can do, and I think it's going to be some positive coming out of this. I mean, and I don't want to get into that because you did a good job of answering that, but I'm just thinking about even the hiring, though. Like, Josh McDaniels, when I think about him, it's like, why would you hire this guy? I forgot about the Tebow thing. Tebow can't play a lick. You, you took him in the first round? First round. I'm just thinking about that for a second, right? A quarterback is, is the most important position in football, right? And normally the quarterback you want a guy that's talented, arm strength, leadership, and but all the other things. had a really good one. That's, the, that's another But I'm just saying, though, for, for you to go out there and actually, like, tell people, yeah, I'm about to go draft Tebow in the first round. It's like, what? Then you see him play. It's like, what are we doing? I just don't know how you, you can see that, right? And, and, and that's documented. And then you go out there and hire him for your head coach. That don't make sense to me. I, it, do, it does. You're right, Shady. It doesn't make sense. But a lot right. of what the, the Raiders do does not make sense. I hear you, James. And, and, and for the players' sake and sometimes just for the energy in the building, okay. when it starts to get toxic, you do have to make a move like this. Particularly, uh, Josh McTams didn't do anything to, to, to secure his position there. So from that perspective, I get it. I just think also from a like just a human perspective, the constant turnover in that building, you bring in a whole new coaching staff, you have a whole new training staff, you have a, a, a whole different executive staff. It's it just like it's just constant, constant, constant change, change every three years, new people, new people, new people. There's no yeah. standard. Like, what is the standard? What is the culture? What are you building? 
What? Because over and over and over again, it's the same thing. It's just very frustrating. It's frustrating because it's not good for the league. Fix it. Take a deep breath. All right. You had to ha- you had to fire everyone again and figure out what the core of the issue is. Do you need to bring it? Like, do, I'm, I have a consulting fee. I can help you with this. Mm. Like, bring in somebody, some other ears, some other eyes to help you fix this issue. Because maybe it wasn't. I don't want to get into the John Gruden thing, but there's a whole other list. Okay, you don't have. Gonna be good though. Gonna be good. You don't have a lot of people in the building and in and out of the building. After a while, it can't be just all. Everybody's bad. There's got to be something in the building that needs fixed. James, you know what I think of before I take us to break? I think of that saying: the guy who had it good and wanted it better made it worse. Mm. I was always wondering, like, why they move off of Del Rio? I liked Del Rio. I thought Del Rio was a good coach. I liked Carr. I thought Carr was a good quarterback. Yes. The guy McKenzie was a great GM. Yes. The guy who had it good and wanted it better made it worse. And the team that had it good but wanted it better, well, the Raiders have made it worse than worse. Coming up, speaking of the best, you got to transition to Tyreek Hill. People are saying that this wide receiver should be in the MVP conversation. Well, we are saying Tyreek Hill might be the MVP right now. This would be shocking because you haven't seen this in decades. Is Tyreek Hill the MVP right now on today? Come back for a great conversation next on Speak. Check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel, Sirius XM. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I proudly serve my country but struggle on civilian life. USVS helped me when I needed it the most. I am now an artist with a place to call home. Join US Vets on their mission to end veteran homelessness. Make Camel your cause to honor US Vets. Fox Sports proudly salutes our nation's veterans, which is why we are making Camo our cause in support of the Honor US Vets campaign. Now, through Veterans Day, you can help, you can donate to help end veteran homelessness. And post pics wearing your camo on social media with the hashtag HonorUSVets. Hashtag HonorUSVets. Transitioning back to the field, Tua Tonga Vailoa, Tyreek Hill. Been a lethal combination this year. Tyreek Hill on pace for 2,100 yards, America. We've never seen anything like it. Never seen a receiver cross the 2,000-yard mark. Now, there has never been a wide receiver to win MVP. But Hall of Famer Jerry Rice, who finished second twice, said that Hill, quote, has a legitimate chance of making it happen. Shady, you said something interesting in our pre-show meeting. I want you to bring it to television about Tyreek Hill. Is Tyreek Hill your NFL MVP right now? Yes, Tyreek Hill is the MVP right now. Today, he is. The brother has 1,000 yards in eight games. Do you know how hard that is to do? Right? He's so good. I mean, we we, we thought... we thought he was good, but now we see how great he really is. They played with the Chiefs. We talked about, oh, he got Andy Reid, he got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Of course, he's going to be great. He's fast. And then it's like, you put him with, the, with Tua when we thought Tua was his regular. He go over there, now he's a beast. He's so good. I mean, with, that's, that's the line Jay-Z said. He said, you put me on God, anywhere on God's green earth, I'll triple my world. Ooh. That's who he is. Ooh. That's what Tyreek Hill is. Ooh. So my thing is this. When you talk about MVP, 
Everything's always about the quarterback. Yeah. How's the quarterback doing? How's he, how many touchdowns does he have? How many yards he has? How many wins he has? Mm. They're not balling this year like that. Yeah. And the only one that's having a really, really good year is Tua. Yep. And we got to wonder why, why is that? Because yeah. I think Tua is good. I think he's very accurate. I think he's smart. Right? I think nobody is, nobody is more precise than Tua. I, I, I agree with that. But that's it. Tyreek Hill is like the, the, the guy to guy. Like, for example, he leads the league in after the catch yards. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, okay, you throw me the two, two, you throw the ball, Bye-bye. eight yards, cool. I'm going to take it 25 yards. Mm-hmm. You throw it 10 yards, cool. I'm going to take it 55 yards. Talk about it. So, when you ask about the MVP, it's got to be Tyreek Hill. I'm tired of everything being about the, about the quarterback. That's what we talk about. The last uh, non-quarterback to, 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 to win this MVP, award right. was Adrian Peterson yeah. in 2012. And he went to work. Yeah, he did <laughs> so, so if you ask me, yes, Tyreek Hill is, is my MVP, but yeah. I got to do this. Do this. I'm not being biased. What you doing? A.J. Brown is number two. Mm. A.J. Brown is number two on that list. He the runner-up. One and, one and two. One and two, and they all wide receivers. Joy, where do you stand? Resident Miami Dolphins fan. Obviously, I co-signed the Dolphins loud and clear, but you lived in Miami. So where do you stand on Tyreek Hill? Is he your MVP right now? Yeah, he's got, he's got to be the MVP. Live on I, Sunday. Uh, I've been to live on Sunday, Sunday many times. Oh, we all have, huh? Yeah. Have you got your? Oh, you got to go. Oh, you've been to live on Sunday? <laughs> Listen, like y'all asking a rhetorical question. Listen, you know I haven't been to no, live. You I mean, can live through us. Shady said live on Sunday. I was like, Shady, I'm alive every day. Like, no, I live you live. know what live on Sundays <laughs> I, I, is. I know what I You I like little Wayne. We love Wayne. You, you know Wayne. Say that. I thought Drake be the one. Live on Sunday. King and I'm on Monday. You know how crazy. I know that crazy. I've never been to live. Easy F, baby. You know what it is. Have you been to KOD though? Me? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Two five been everywhere. Look at him. Twice. Been everywhere? Twice. 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 Me and all the homies. <laughs> there it is. We have derailed. Um, <laughs> bring it on back. Tyreek yes Hill. to live on Sunday. Yes to KOD. Yes to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yes, he is the MVP right now. And I mean, the num- you just said the numbers. The numbers are ridiculous. And that- that's really what it's about. Ball. Not only that, but we have seen Tua without Tyreek Hill. Still Ooh. good. But now, Ty- now Tua is at the top of the MVP conversation. And, and they go hand in hand. They have the number one offense in the league, number one in total offense, number one in scoring offense. And we got eyeballs. Right? And they work. We can see. Mine work. Mine work. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to be wearing the glasses. But mine do still work. And I see Tyreek gone every single time. He's made such an impact. And what I, what I really love about this conversation is, because you, you talk about this a lot, that Tyreek doesn't really get, like when we name number one the best receiver in the league, we don't jump to Tyreek. Tyreek being the top five. Scratch it now. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> but but, but you, you, normally people aren't going to jump directly to Tyreek. They're going to talk about some other well-deserving wide receivers. Taller, bigger, you know, yeah, all that. A, a lot of it. But this is, these numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. Forget the numbers. Mm. Forget the numbers. Mm. With what we are watching right now, Jerry wasn't doing this. Ty- Tyreek Hill. Jerry who, sir? Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. The GOAT. Yeah, you, yeah. The, greatest of, all, Rice, the greatest of all time was not doing this. Let me tell you something. Tyreek Hill, I seen Calvin Johnson, played against Calvin Johnson a lot. Hold on. We came in in 2007, <laughs> same draft class. I seen Calvin Johnson get treated like a gunner in the red zone, right? Okay. To let the quarterback know, we taking him away. These boys is 15 yards off of Tyreek Hill, double-teaming Tyreek Hill. Tua is looking at the defense saying, yep, them two dudes over there. Right? When you talk about MVP, you talk about guys that make everybody around them better. Tyreek Hill is doing that at the receiver position. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's ever been a receiver, maybe besides Randy Moss in his, in his prime, where he really just was eating the league alive like Tyreek Hill is eating this league alive. This man is getting double covered from 15 yards off and still running past these boys. 
He's making everybody on that Dolphins offense better, including the head coach, because when he is scheming up plays, he knows Tyreek is taking these two. If I motion Tyreek, all attention is going to Tyreek Hill. He's making Tua better. He's making Waddle better. You know best as a defensive player. If you are in cover two as an offense, what should you do? I'm getting death. I'm getting jammed. Jam, I'm just jam saying. Jam this oh, press of the line. Press, jam, right? If you're the offense and the defense is in cover two, what kind of plays should you be calling? Pass or run? Oh, running. You should run that thing. You should run that thing in cover okay, two, yeah. Shell. So he's yeah. making the running backs better because all they have oh, yeah. to do yeah. is yeah. sit in cover two. You cannot play the Dolphins man-to-man or it's going to be trouble if you try to bring a safety down in the box to stop the run. That means Tyreek Hill man-to-man. How he's affecting this whole game and making everybody around him better, that's MVP, stats or not. Joy, Tyreek Hill, can I get his numbers again? Well, numbers he has 61 receptions, yep. three fewer than only Stephon Diggs. 1,014 yards, leads the NFL, 126.8 receiving yards per game. That's crazy. 128.6 receiving yards per game, and he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns with eight. With all that y'all just heard, with all of that, I want to show y'all something more impressive. Okay. Because the most impressive thing I've seen Tyreek Hill do this season was a play where he didn't even make a catch. James, you will love this. Joy, you'll love this. Katie, you'll love this. And viewer at home, this might be the most impressive thing you will see Tyreek Hill do all season. And he's nowhere in the box score for doing it. Throw the tape on the big board. Let's talk about it. Now, the first thing I need y'all to understand was what is the score? Dolphins are up 24 to 17. This is a got-to-have-it play. Now, this is Tyreek Hill here at the bottom of the screen. James Jones, he alluded to it. He simply said, defensive meetings the week leading up to the game, every defensive coach is saying, you watch Tyreek Hill wherever he goes. Now, watch how it plays out. Jack Jones, he has Tyreek Hill man-to-man. This is what I want y'all to see. When Tyreek Hill goes in motion, understand the chaos that occurs. Remember, I just told y'all, number 13 has Tyreek Hill man-to-man, but watch what happens at home. Pay close attention to this. Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, they both take Tyree Kill. And what happens? You leave Jalen Waddle wide open for a touchdown. Tyree Kill does not get credit for this in the box score. This is not a part of Tyree Kill's 1,100 yards. But please understand, when Tyree Kill is on the football field, he is taking two. So when you think about Tyree Kill leading the NFL in yards, leading the NFL in yards per game, this is nowhere on the box score. The score was 24 to 17. The Patriots had to get a, a stop. James Jones, come help me out come with on, this one, because obviously on. this excites you as a wide receiver. Go back to this real quick because this is exactly what I'm talking about. What you talking about, bro? Shady would have had 2,000 yards in this offense. Pause it right here. Yes, sir. This is a two-shell. They playing cover four right here and they got a safety if Tyreek Hill does not go in motion. Down here, I believe this is Jabril Peppers. I don't know. I think he's a safe. That's Peppers. That's Peppers. He's a safety. Run it. Go back for me one more time to got the start. You. Got you. He's a safety out of the box. If Tyreek Hill goes vertical, he's going to jam, jam him and try to reroute him. Look at this right here. It's five in the box. They could, they could run the they ball downhill the at these boys they anyway just strictly because of the Tyreek Hill effect. It's crazy. It's MVP crazy. Though. Look at this fastest takeoff. Boom. I mean, this, this is... But what's crazy is like... <laughs> he ain't even running though. Keep in mind, Shady, where would you rank Jalen Waddle as a wide receiver? Like Jalen Waddle's yes. a top 10, top 15 uh, wide receiver, correct? Yeah, he's he's a top, top guy. Top yep, 15, yep, top yep, 20 yep. wide receiver. You just left a top 20, top 15 wide receiver 
Wide open. Wide open. He's fast, too. With the game open. on the line. So when you yeah. think about how great Tyreek Hill is, his numbers are crazy. Way crazy. But his tape is even Man. crazier. Okay, before we have the break, can y'all oh. throw the trivia in the big board? Oh, the trivia in the big Ooh, board. Who's the deepest corner for the Patriots again? It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it don't okay. matter. Okay, before we have the break, this is everybody's favorite part of the show. On Sunday, Jalen Hurts 2-5. He joined four other quarterbacks with 10,000 passing yards and 2,000 rushing yards in their first four seasons. Who are the other four? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to make this a collective speak trivia. So when we return, I won't ask one person to name one name, to name all four names. We'll just see if we can collectively, communally answer the question. Y'all tweeted us your answers at home. Let me go first. Let me me get the first one out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got the first pick. Let's do it. Hi, family. Welcome back. It is time for Speak Trivia. You are honored and privileged if you are back for this part of the show. We learn a little bit. Sunday, Jalen Hurts joined four other quarterbacks, 10,000 passing yards, 2,000 rushing yards in their first four seasons. Who are the other four? Shady, give us one the, yeah, the of one. the four. Go ahead, big dog. Brother name, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Duh, duh. Duh. Good luck, guys. Cam Newton. There are three other quarterbacks. It's going to take the obvious one. Three other quarterbacks, Uh 10,000 yards, 2,000 rushing, first four seasons. Joy, where you at? Uh, I also had Cam on my list. Mm. Um, I'm just going to pick another name because I have have like five names. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Michael Vick. No? Ooh, she thought she was, co- she was real confident, Vic. too. Vic. Dang, Vic. I'm going. Oh, you want to go to Vic, too? I had Vic on my list. That's wrong. I'm going, I mean, Lamar, Action Jackson. Yeah. No. Oh! They see what I'm saying? They think it's, like, it's so sweet. <laughs> All right, all right. Baby, back to you. Come on, man. This is what, this is what I do. Rand- Randall Cunningham, baby. Wait, we got to keep going. We got to keep going. Oh, RG3. Uh, he what? Oh, he really had a career. Years. What are you talking about? He really had a career. Man, this go, this is crazy right here. Listen, all them off my list. Now I'm just winging this thing. Yeah, yeah I'm going. Uh, on the friend, I got you, bro. There's a. There's Wait, a I don't, do you, Shady? Uh, uh, currently playing. Bro, don't tell him that. I have to. Playing. I know you got a pocket doing that. Two of them cur- currently playing. Let me give you a hint. Currently playing. Um, Josh good. Allen. Duh, y'all getting crazy. Good job, job Joey. They ain't letting them know what's going on. Um, now, one is tricky, because one, he did it in three seasons, and he's still playing. But he's not playing. Not playing. But he's still playing. But he's not playing. Everybody. Tyler Murray. Yeah, Thank you. Was, I ain't gonna dig it. I ain't gonna dig it. Right, so it's, so it's uh, Tyler, Cam, Cam, Kyler, Josh Allen. And we are missing one. Dang. We didn't say the other one? I know the other one. I know the other one. Is it Patty? No. Russell no, Wilson? No, 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 Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Oh. There it is. Dangerous. <laughs> this was a very, very, very tricky Boy, question. We struggled through that Okay, one. let's Ooh. move on to the big news in Las Vegas. I'm getting looked at. Is there an issue? Let's move on to the big news in Las Vegas. The Raiders, they fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels. They fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels, and they were... Three in five this season. Now, keep in mind, they also fired the general manager. They also fired their offensive coordinator. And it is pure chaos going on in Las Vegas. Well, James Jones, I got to ask you first and foremost, because you played for the Raiders. Not only did you play 
for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Not only did you play for the Raiders, you currently do play-by-play -play, or you do post-game post analysis yeah. for the Raiders. Answer this. Is the Raiders head coaching job even a good job? Like, is that a job that a coach who's up and coming should yeah. want? I'll take it. <laughs> Give it to me. I believe so. When you're taking a head coaching job, you, you're looking at the roster and you're trying to figure out, is it players that I could build around, right? When you talk defensively, you have Mad Max Crosby. He's arguably up there for defensive player of the year, a guy that you can build around on the defense. Yes, Max Crosby. And I know the Raiders ain't been on a lot of primetime games, but tune in and watch Max Crosby because Max Crosby's like that, affecting the game. You have a Pro Bowl player, a really good player on the defensive side of the ball, Max Crosby, that you can build around. Then you go to the offensive side of the ball, and you have Devontae Adams, you have Josh Jacobs, you have Hunter Renfro, you have Jacoby Myers, right? You build up that offensive line, you have a lot of key pieces to build around. This is not like you're coming in here and you just have no players to build around and you're really coming into a place that's been blown up. I absolutely like it as a, as a, as a head coach to be able to come in here and have a true vision and knowing that you have some guys to build around on both sides of this football. 2-5, head coaching job. Raiders, good one? It's a great one. Yeah, it's great, great one. one. Yeah, it's only 32 jobs like this in the whole world. Yes. <laughs> the head coach. See, I think the problem is, like, they've been bad for so long that we think it's a bad job. No. I mean, he did get six years, $60 million. <laughs> he got that, right? And that's he guaranteed. Did, he did get that. Right. So I just think that it's all about just who you bring in for that job, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot. Like, for example, everybody for so long said, man, I would never touch that, that uh, Houston Texans job. It's a bad job. I'm thinking, like, why? This takes the right coach. Demico Ryan's like he's doing well. Drafted well, mm -hmm. right? Got them boys playing. Yep. I didn't see, see that Stroud be that right, right, now, right away. Like he is. He's looking good. So when you ask me, is it a bad job? No, it's a great job. It's very um, rare and exclusive for one. And two is if you got the right coach to come in and, and get the job done, like the Houston Texans have been bad for many, many years, it's safe to say that I think, and I'm optimistic about this, that I think that D'Amico Ryans will get this team next two or three years. They're going to be a solid team in the NFL. Joy, am I tripping if I say it's a terrible job? No. Yes. I think it's a terrible job. 66 years, six million. Just yeah. six Here's million. why, the, but 2-5, like, not all money is good money. Oh. Who said that? We're going to talk. We're going to have to talk. John Gotti didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> not all money is good money. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about all of the former Raiders head coaches, at least the ones as of late. After they got fired, what happened to them? Did they ever coach head coach again? Now, you could say Dennis Allen did, but Dennis Allen didn't by nature of becoming a head coach. He did because Sean Payton retired on a whim. You could say Hugh Jackson did, sure, but Hugh Jackson went on to go 1-31 in 31 in his two years at Cleveland. But mm. Jack Del Rio, he ain't finna coach again. John Gruden, he ain't gonna coach again. Josh McDaniels, I will put money on saying he ain't gonna coach again. Sperano, he ain't coaching again. So not all money's good money. Not all head coaching jobs are good jobs. It's a good job if you're desperate. 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 Mm. You gotta be desperate wow. because... Think about this. If you were a Mike McDaniel or D'Amico Ryans, one of the coaches that got hired in the new cycle, why would you want to go to Vegas? First and foremost, it's as if players not only get into trouble in Las Vegas, but they get into career-ending trouble in Las Vegas. Players get into trouble everywhere. Everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. Mm. And I'm just saying maybe it is causation, maybe it is correlation, but you know better than I. You spend much more time in Las Vegas than I do, but when you think about the tragedies that's gone on with Henry Ruggs, with Chandler Jones, with Damon Arnett, all of these different players that have had career-ending trouble. Yeah. So one, I'm already thinking like, okay, if whatever's going on in this organization or in this city or whatever with this ownership group, my best, some of my best flat draft picks is career-ending. Yeah, but they ain't there no more, though. Sure, but the next one might be.
So that's my first, my first worry. But then my next worry is think about the division you're in. Mm. And what are we talking about? Like, you got to win the division to go to the playoffs. You and you want to be in a division with Patrick Mahomes? Mm. I don't want to sign up for that. So, Joy, I think it is a terrible head coaching job if you got options. If you got options. That's, that's important. Operative. If, if you, you got, got options. Got. But like Shady said, there's only 32 of these jobs only in the world. Only 32 of them in the world. And everybody who's in a position to be a head coach believes that no. they're capable of doing it. I mean, you, you talk about you, – you would, you would take it. They tried that. Right la- they tried that last right year. They, they they actually tried that last yeah. year. It didn't work out so well. I'll but that right now. Some, some owners might take you up on that. Mm-hmm. The point is, it's a good job for the right person. And the problem with the Raiders is they can't ever seem to find yeah, the right person. That's bad luck. They've had some bad luck. Some, some of it's luck. Yeah. All right. It's, a, it's Vegas. Sometimes it's bad luck. Sometimes you don't know how to play the game. No doubt. I have bad luck at blackjack because mm-hmm. I'm not really good at blackjack. So I always play with somebody who's good at blackjack. Like me. Now I also usually play with, you know. Some fellas, because, you know, when I get low, they're like, oh, no, stay a little longer. You know what I mean? Here's some coins. I know that doesn't really happen to y'all, but that's my experience. Exactly. That really works well at craps, by the way. The point is, they have to get the right person. For the right, the right person in this situation could bring the Raiders to a place that is so impactful in the, in the sports space. Think of Las Vegas. Think of the reason that they have the team there. You have this new building. You do have some talent there. It's, it, it's a brand that is just waiting to, to explode, to, 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 to captivate. It's all right there. And there's so much internally that has to get fixed before that person can come in. Look, we've seen organizations fly through coaches, fly through coaches, the Cleveland Browns, Hell, the Miami Dolphins went through a bunch of coaches. You have, you have so many organizations that go through coaches. They finally get the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike McDaniels is the guy, but he's special. You have to have something special. And you also have to have the organization come together and say, this is our plan. Mike McDaniels had a plan. Let him execute the plan. Go get Tyreek Hill. Go get Jalen Ramsey. Stick with Tua. All that takes faith and then execution. So I don't think that it is a bad job because there is some raw material to work with there. But they have to hire the right person. If I'm a listener, though, Joy, my question, because the listener would have less knowledge about football than all four of us, who's the right person? That I don't know. Mm. That, that I don't that, know. That's the next question. That I don't know. But they have to really take the time and look in the mirror themselves. Because when you continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, it's you. You have to fix the problem. I you would, have can, to address why you can't seem to evaluate what your organization needs. I'm trying to understand a little, little bit better. Let me ask you a question. So you think the Raiders have a bad organization, right? Because they've been bad lately. For, for a long time. For right? like 20 years. So my thing is like, okay, so the Dolphins, did you think they were a bad organization? Yes. I, I didn't think they were a bad organization. I thought they were poorly run, yes. So, but now you think differently. I think differently, yes, because they got the right person. So your thing is like, not the organization, you're more just the coach, who the coach is. I think the coach has a big part of it, yes. See, that's, that's, that's the only thing I, I, I don't get, because my thing is like, I, I do agree with you about if you are a franchise, you're going to be winning for a long period of time. You got to look yourself in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. But another thing is like, yeah, but then it's no because it's the right coach. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But, like the, the dog, but that's what I'm saying, though. I, I know, but I'm saying like, so, so if that same group hired all these other coaches and they were all bad, but then one coach changed around, I think it's more of the, of, of the coach compared to just the whole organization. I agree. I, I agree. Would, but, but for me, everything starts at the top. 
anytime you have consistent dysfunction, mm -hmm. I'm not looking at the players. I'm not looking at the coaches. I'm not looking at the, the GMs. I'm looking at what is the, what is the constant factor here? Right, right. If you have 20 years of the same product, right. I can't blame every coach. I right. can't blame every player. I can't blame every quarterback. It isn't just luck. It isn't bad circumstances. It isn't injuries. At one point or another, you have to say internally, we're doing something wrong. But James, I would have said John Gruden was the right person. I think, I think it'll be Because good. So based on everything yes. that Joy is saying, that's why yes. I asked the question is, you need an offensive mind. Come on. John Gruden is one of the most brilliant historically. Right. You need a winner. You need a name. Yeah. You need somebody who's won before. Yeah. So that's where I'm hard. That's why I asked you the earnest question, Joy, of like, who's the right person? Because mm -hmm. in my mind, John Gruden checked everybody. Yes. And, I, and he was yeah. the worst yeah. possible hire in hindsight based upon the well, misogyny, the racism, the sexism, the xenophobia, and all the other isms and phobias in the world. So... Is it the coach? Is it the organization? What is it? Well, I, I think it's a coach that has touched all those boxes. I don't think it's like a brand new coach, like an up and coming coach. No, it's a coach that has rebuilt a, a program, that has rebuilt an organization, that has that has done it the right way. Maybe won a championship, whatever it may be. You know, like when the Dallas Cowboys went out there and got Coach Mike. Coach Mike knew exactly how this thing was supposed to look. He wasn't a new head coach that everybody wanted Jerry Jones to go out there and get and put some bulletin board up. No, I want a coach that's proven. I think it should be a coach that has won a Super Bowl or, you know, whatever it may be that's been in this game for a long time that knows how this is supposed to look. But you're, Shady's right, you're talking about 32 jobs. And if, if we were really saying this about, like, people trying to be head coaches, it, wouldn't, it would be a bunch of vacancies right now. Because, sure. you know, Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick to a bad Cincinnati football sure. team and organization. Whatever it may be. So right, it's a right, lot of right. coaches that get there and change these organizations around. But like you me... guys are saying, Gruden possibly could have been there. So you just got to find the right one. And to me, he has to be a guy that's been proven but to But chicken or the egg, James, what comes first and what came first? I asked that to say, if you were one of the Mike McDaniels, or if you are a D'Amico Ryans, D'Amico mm -hmm. Ryans doing great right now with Houston. Mike McDaniels done great. If you were a Zach Taylor who went to the Bengals, whatever the case may be, but Zach, obviously not a great example. Why would you go to Vegas? Nothing about the Raiders says, oh, I want to go to that organization if I can pick another one. Now, if you're a Vic Vangio type when he went to the Broncos, 60-year-old coach, you've never been a head coach before, this is my opportunity. But the reason, Joy and James, I don't know that they'll find the right person is the right person wouldn't want to go there unless you pay him $100 million. But, well, see, they're they're going to make, they're go. gonna make a bunch of money. But I'm with James. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a good situation. I don't think it's an ideal situation. It's not like Sean Payton leaving the Saints. Like, like you know what I mean? Okay, like, there's some foundation here. It's chaos. It's anarchy. It's a, it's a disaster. Like, you just fired a coach in the middle of the season. I've already gone over all the things that you've done wrong for the last 20 years. All that's fine. But if you the guy... I mean, come on. We know what this is. This is a competitive space. You believe that you can turn it around. Now, whether they can or they can't will be dependent on the organization doing things the right way, which I think is the internal look that the Raiders need to do. But, but not only that, when you come to be a head coach of a football team, you're not coming to coach the city. Right. You're coming to coach the players that's there. Mm. So if I know, okay, man, this team ain't playing at a high level, but I got Shady there. I got Deshaun Jackson. What, like, ooh. Like, this I, I what I that. might want to do on offense. Like, yeah. you have Josh Jacobs. You have Hunter Renfro. You have Devontae Adams. You have Jacoby Myers, who's a really good receiver. Like, you have pieces. Max. Max Crosby on the defensive side of the ball. You have guys to build around to be able to put a really good product on this football field if it's the right coach. 
Point blank period. This situation is better than a lot. This situation, if the, if this, if this was open last year, that thought. The Raiders are have way better players than the Houston Texans. Sure. And D'Amico Ryans took that job. So that's what I'm saying. It's way better players that you're able to coach and build around. They got yeah. way better yeah. players than the and, Cardinals. And, 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 you, but and, more you, can, and you can sell it though. You can sell that thing. So for example, like I, I think about like if I'm a head coach, right, and I'm looking for a job. Okay, I'm looking for the players I already have there, like you talked about. I'm looking for the management. Like, do I have power? Can I go out there and, and pick the players I want? Can I trade the players I want? That's, and if you say yes, that's another check. The other thing is this, free agency. That's a big thing. We got some money, right? I want to spend some money on these players. How am I selling to them? Well, look, the tax is in Vegas, mm-hmm. right? You see what I'm saying? It's only things you could, you could flip and, 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 and you could use for a pitch. I, I like Vegas. I, I truly do. I, I, like the, I like the city. I, I like the... the the uniforms, I like, I like the fan base. All them things matter because some players like superstars, man, I, wanna, I want my jersey to be one of the high, highest selling jerseys, right? I can't go to uh, Tennessee and be that. It's very easy to recruit to Vegas. But I, I'm the saying, so like, that all these things, right, you're talking about all these variables, that, all that matters. And I, I think you're looking at just the, 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 the franchise or like how bad they've been. That's cool and all that. But uh, one player, that's why I was asking Joy about that because I was getting into this. One coach can change the whole thing. Like, for example, you, you say you think bad of, of the, um, the Raiders and all that, and you, you say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid just drops in Vegas. They're going to be good. Agreed. You get what I'm saying? But, so it's the right coach. But can I flip this on you? Well, do you flipping? I think great <laughs> coaches or great players assess situations. Tom Brady, you drop him in Tampa, they're going to win wide array. It's also because Tom Brady was smart enough to say, oh, I can win in Tampa. Okay. You think about LeBron James, or you drop him in Miami, they're going to win right away. But LeBron was also smart enough to say, okay, I can win with D-Wade and I can recruit a piece or two. Mm-hmm. I think a great coach would be smart enough to say, Andy would say, I don't want to go to Vegas because I don't know if I can win Stop. like I want. Go ahead. Stop. Win right Stop. away. Watch this. Stop. Yep. When Andy Reid came to Philadelphia, what do you think they were? Would they were a good team? Who was Andy? Andy wasn't a great coach at the time. He wasn't proven. 1999. I mean, what, what does that mean? Yeah. He, I'm he, saying he was- I'm See, he hired good enough to pick it. Like, oh, this guy, this young, first of all, he came from a strong coaching tree. Correct. All right? That's one part. The second part is this dude, they, they passed the test, right, of, of, of the hiring. Yep. So when he got the interview, he passed the test. Oh, this, this coach is going to be good. Because every coach, don't, you don't know what they're going to be. I'm making a different point. So, okay, what's the, the point? The point I'm making is if you are already proven to be great, you won't go to the Raiders. Why not? Because if you're proven to be great, I think you have enough wisdom to assess, you know what? That's not the easiest route or I mean, the best the, the, route to the, win. Look, the Raiders, don't have, right a, the Raiders don't have a reputation right now. They don't, like, you, your word is your word. You ain't got that now. You played. We all know you did. Because we all know Devontae Adams went to the Raiders to play with Derek Carr. And everyone respects right. Devontae Adams and his talent and I his do. choice to go play there. And you, you moved off of Derek Carr. Your word is your word. You broke your word. Yeah. Now, you can do that in business. You the boss. You write the checks, you can do that. But you don't really have the, you don't have the space to stand on. So uh, that's where I would agree with you. If I, can make, if I can, need to be the shot caller, are you going to let me be the shot caller for real? Andy Reid calls the shots in Kansas City, correct? They have yeah. great ownership, but he yeah. calls the shots. They let him run the team. Right. Is that going to be the case with the Raiders? Yes, it is. Yes, so wait, wait, so wait, wait. Because I, I got to know that and, I'm and coming the, there and yeah. I can run the team. I can make those and, decisions. And, that you're going to spend the free agents. You're going to do what I, what I need you to do to be successful. So wait, are, are you just uh, strictly speaking on like great coaches coming to a bad situation? Yes, I'm saying. Okay, okay. Because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more on just a, a, a solid coach that you, that you trust. So, like, like Mike McDaniels, we, we didn't know he was going to be great. We had to be right. smart, but right. we didn't know he was going to be this good. Agreed. But he's a good coach that, that, that like, you know what, we're going to give him a chance if we think that his future is right. So what I'm saying is, like, Andy Reid, when he came to Philadelphia, they were not a good team, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I, Ray, Ray, um, 
What's his last name? Ray, um, 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 he's the head coach. Ray that. Rose? Ray Rose, right? He was, he was there. It's a deep pool. Oh, okay. But, but listen, listen what I'm saying, though. I hope you out the first name. Anyway, <laughs> when Andy got there, they weren't even good the first year. Yeah. But it's the potential. Yeah. He got better and better and better. That's what I'm saying. If you go bring in a good coach, they don't got to be great right now. Agreed. right? That's like the players. They ain't going to be great. Huh. They ain't know. I mean, but anyway. When you come into a team and you get better and better and better, that's all we want. And look at Andy Reid now. Ain't no surprise. And I think that's the biggest thing because you just said that you both of y'all just said that you thought the Raiders got it right with Gruden. Yeah. It wasn't going to be – it's not going to be nothing that's just flipped overnight. And, like, this coach that comes in here, the next coach, whoever that may be, he is going to have to build this thing the way he wants to build it. And one thing I will say about Mark Davis, he just wants to win. Every coach that he's had and GM, he has said, y'all got it. Bring in the players y'all want. Do the things y'all want. Y'all seen that. We even seen it with these two years with Josh McDaniels. I drafted Derek Carr. You weren't even here, Josh, when I drafted Derek Carr. You're saying he's not the answer or not the, in, going in the division that you want? Then bring in who you want. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's let these dudes bring in the players, draft the players they want, trade for the players, free agency the players they want. He just wants to win. But whoever gets this job is going to be a coach that it is going to be kind of a rebuild to where you're going to have to take a couple years to get this thing the way that you want to get it. But you're starting off the the right track with some really good football players in that building with what they have already. You came on Fox, you wasn't the host of no shows or none of that, ah, but I bet, a chance. I bet you said, took a chance. I bet Why? you said this show gonna be greater because of who? You. Your boy. You got what I'm saying? So any coach coming to get That's a, a job, point. this thing is gonna yeah, go right man. because of me. I, but I I'm here. They gotta get a little lucky. I think you got to get a little lucky. I don't know about that lucky. Fox got a little lucky. All right, coming up, Shady, it is time for America's favorite segment. Oh, there we go. It's time for crazy work. Get hydrated. Get to stretching. When we return. No, pull my arm. Pull my arm. Got you, big dog. Got you, big dog. When we return, Shady is going to highlight the best players making the best plays of the week. Crazy work Wednesday night. Craig, you ready? Because I'm ready. You stretched? Because I'm stretched. Let's do this. Let's do this thing, baby. This is called giving out crazy, crazy, crazy work. Can we see it? I can't wait. LaShawn McCoy! Put that sweet feet. Stop, excuse me. Whoop. Look at the footwork. Oh, my God. That's Ooh. called crazy work. Ooh. Oh, it's still good. Get off of me, little boy. Did you see the moves? Left, right, left, right. That's God-given. He can run around you. He can run through you. Do know <laughs> you are not catching that boy. It's a bad, bad man. But that's crazy work. No more. Ooh. You are in for the delight of the day. Crazy work. Shady highlighting the best plays from the week. 2-5. Take it over this me, This is my dog. segment, Crazy Work. Anybody in the league, NBA, or NFL? Oh, NBA. We're going to show you some love. Oh, get crazy okay. work. But let's get straight to it. Ain't no time to wait. We go to my favorite city. Philadelphia, baby. Let's go. A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurst throws up to his favorite receiver. Does he need two hands? No. He don't need five fingers. That's giving out crazy, crazy work. I don't know the defender, it don't but I know matter. the guy that's catching the ball. Get up off me. He's number two for me in the MVP race. That's my boy, but he did not win. A.J. Brown did not win. He didn't win? Number two. Ain't a wide receiver. Ain't a running back. It's a quarterback. Ooh, Joey. Joe Money. I got Burrow. They said his calf was hurt. I can't tell. What do you do? Is that Mike? They got Cam Newton. No, that's Joe Burrow. I'm going to go left. I'm going to go right. Excuse me. What are you tackling, brother? Oh. What are you tackling? Both of them pay you a lot of money. I don't know why, because not on this play. You did not make no tackles. Uh, Joe uh, Burrow, he got them boys back, man. He didn't win in and out. He, he can throw, but he didn't run. But guess but he what? He didn't win. He didn't win, Nacho. No, he didn't win. 
We go on to another sport. My favorite sport, basketball. <laughs> oh, MVP, Steph Curry. Getting crazy work. Dylan oh, Brooks. Oh my gosh. When a bum talk crazy, does it do? You send him back to Canada where he's from, and you put the tray on his face. Flash. They said, what are they going to do? Blash. Is it home alone? What is it? <laughs> Steph Curry is oh, a dog. Shake him up, pump fake, tray ball. Let's get it. Mm. Now, that's a different thing today. Yeah. Because it's basketball. Yeah. Steph Curry, I tell you what, man. You amaze me every time you get on this court. I don't know what it is, man. You just see it. Where are you looking oh, at? Don't trip the, <laughs> don't not trip the MVP. What are you doing? <laughs> don't do that no more. Ladies and gentlemen, where my hoodie at? Where the hoodie at? Uh. Oh, okay, oh, the MVP to another okay. MVP. Okay. Steph Curry, you know you my boy. Draymond Green's my dog, though. Shout out to Money Green. Steph. It may get cold in the base sometimes. Yes, it is. All them three balls, you might get in the cold tub, you might get cold. And you gave it that crazy work. This is a hoodie for you, baby. Stay good in the bay. You heard? <laughs> Animal Warrior fan. Let's Stay get good it. in the bay, Steph. Well, if we go back to Joe Burrow, who gave out crazy work, his team is starting to give out crazy work. Bengals, three game winning streak. They are red hot right now. They started off one and three, but yo, it's been all sunshine for Joe Burrow since then. Sitting at four and three, just barely out of play off contention. Bring us on camera, please. James Jones, I have the Bengals and the Niners in the Super Bowl. Mm. I have the Bengals <laughs> winning the Super Bowl over the Niners. Mm. It was not looking good through four weeks no, when the Bengals were one no. and three. But now the Super Bowl Bengals are back. Yeah. Joe Burrow, Super Bowl Burrow is back. Lou Anaroma has that defense firing on all cylinders. Jamar Chase, back. T. Higgins, back. Tyler Boyd, back. Joe Mixon, back. Burrow, back. So when I think about the Super Bowl Bengals, back. They back. <laughs> Bengals, back. That's it. That's it. That's so it. I look at the Bengals, Super Bowl, back. As far as how quality and competent they're playing, you think the Super Bowl Bengals are back? <laughs> it's no question that they are back. And you ain't good because uh, my Super Bowl picks ended in full plays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had the Jets going. But, I mean, when we look at Joe Burrow, Early in this season, we like, man, if you're out there, you got to play at a high level. It really was the calf. Because when you watch JoJo Burrow out there playing right now, he just was on crazy work, mm. giving, giving Bosa crazy work, the way he can move in the pocket, and then throwing the ball down the football field. I mean, first, first four weeks, he was two touchdowns, two picks, averaging 180 yards, Ugh. right? The, ne the next four, 260, they 3-0, and he 8-2, eight touchdowns to two picks. But forget the throwing the football, it's the way he's moving in the pocket now. But even defensively, right? We talk about the San Francisco 49ers struggling in all areas. Mm -hmm. Well, the Cincinnati Bengals is rolling in all areas. Facts. You're talking about Joe Burrow. You talk about the offense. And then go to the defense. I mean, the last couple weeks on the defensive side of the ball, eight takeaways, averaging 17 points per game. If the defense is going to hold people to 17 points per game, Joe Burrow about to go undefeated however many games is left because he for sure is scoring over 17 points. This whole Bengals team is back. They got it rolling. The main reason is Joe Burrow, and the second main reason is that defense has it going, and you're looking all good with your Super Bowl picks, at least for one of the teams <laughs> right now, brother. <laughs> oh, you lost faith in the Niners already? Mm, I got I Niners, Bengals, Super Bowl. Yeah. I got the Bengals winning. We all Before did, the boy. season. I picked this before mm. the season. I got Bills, Eagles. But mm. I do love what I'm seeing from the Bengals. And the biggest part to me is that Joe Burrow looks healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about them starting slow. Like, Always. It's, <laughs> it's weird. But, but I mean, he, he made crazy work for a reason. He looked great in that game. And the whole team goes through him, mm -hmm. goes through that man. So him being back healthy, feeling good, being able to use his legs, move around, he looked 
Like he was in in mud for the first few weeks. Like he he just did not look like himself, and that affected how they were able to play. And he is the most important part of this team. So him being healthy, I think, has been the biggest factor. Obviously, how they're playing defensively is a, is a major part of this as well. But them playing that way defensively when their offense can put up the numbers that we know they're capable of putting up, which runs through Joe Burrow, is what makes it exciting what they're doing. Now, they do still have a bit of an uphill battle because of the hole that they put themselves in, particularly in the division. But if they continue to play this way, they're going to – and we know they don't need home field advantage. Not at all. So that, that's, that is a factor for them that we are, we've already had that answered. Joey back. Joey yeah. back. Joey back, and the Bengals is back. Mm-hmm. They back. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about it because last year they had a slow start, right? Yes, and then sir. they start off slow, and then what they do? They ran 10 off in a row. Yep. And I, I kind of second-guessed it. Like, can they do it again? Uh, I don't know. They look, they look awful. They back again. Everybody looks healthy. They look on the same page. When they went up against the Niners, like, I've seen the Niners be vulnerable, right, on defense. I've seen the, 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 the Vikings and Kirk Cousins play well. Not great, but play well. I seen Joe Burrow soon the whistle started up and down the field. So the thing about this is like you can't doubt them, right? You you can't count them out because much when you soon you do, Mm -hmm. they do this. So if I had to guess, they're gonna run this table again, and they're gonna be in that playoffs. And that's one team that's scary in the playoffs is a healthy Bengals team. Wherever they play, wherever they play at, (laughs) only two teams in football have beaten multiple five-win teams. Mm. Surprisingly, the Jets. And then the Bengals, who beat the Seahawks, Ooh. five-win team, and beat the Niners, a five-win team. So you think about how good the Bengals they're are. They're good, man. They're beating In three really games, he has eight touchdowns. It's like, it's the switch to start. Turn on. Let's go. <laughs> you yeah, ready? That's not playing. No doubt about it. Sheesh. All right, well, th- speaking of teams that need to turn a switch on, Cowboys, they better turn Ooh. something on because they got the Eagles in Lincoln Financial this Sunday. Dak Prescott, Shady. Jalen Hurts, Shady. But which quarterback do we trust more? Which one? They both had four touchdown passes last week, but Hurts took home NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Why are you saying that? <laughs> Why are you looking at turn that switch like on? That? Why you, you want to turn switch on against us? A lot of greatness on Fox because on Fox this Sunday, Cowboys-Eagles. It's really the biggest NFC matchup of the year. Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts coming off two phenomenal performances. Eight touchdown combines between those two quarterbacks in their last Sunday's game. Shady, I'm going to ask you a dumb question, but I was taught <laughs> as a kid that there are no dumb questions. None. So I'm going to ask you a question. Unless you met, unless you met my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad said it was a dumb question. I was not taught that. Ask me that dumb question, boy. <laughs> my bad, dad. <laughs> my fault. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, then your dad might think this one is dumb. Who do you trust more Sunday? Dak Prescott, four touchdown, one interception, a low out of the Rams. Okay, Jalen Hurts, four touchdown, one fumble, mm. win over the Commanders. Who do you trust more this Sunday? You forgot Offense Player of the Week. You got you yeah, did. Offense Player of the Week. Tell the people. Offensive Player of the Week, Jalen Hurts. Um, <clears throat> it's Jalen Hurts. Maybe not on Sunday. On Friday, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. Any day. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? It's Jalen Hurts. I'm going with the better quarterback. Right? When I when I look at Jalen Hurts, I look at Dak Prescott. They like two different people. Jalen Hurts is like a, a real leader. Even at this young age, you can see it in him. And if I had to to, I guess, pick a player that who I trust the most, it won't just be my words. It'll be for all the teammates. You can tell the way that they treat Jalen Hurts, they trust him more. The way they treat him, the way they talk to him, the way they talk about him. That Prescott, yeah, for the media purposes, you know, players, they say the right things about him. Mm-hmm. But we've seen players call him out his name. We've seen players cuss at him. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it. And every time. Saw the same with Jalen Hurts. Oh. AJ Brown. 
two weeks ago. No, no, that's not the same. You don't know what he said. I don't. All right. Only what thing, did he say? Only thing you know is, <laughs> only thing you know is that he was upset he the ball. What's every receiver, every good receiver do d- does that. And if you don't do that, I don't want you around me. I don't want you to be like that. You don't want the ball? Yeah, go over there. Mm, I like it. I like One it. of my guys, my young boys, Sammy Watkins, my boy. Sammy Watt. Our main issue I ever had with him, if you want to be a number one, act like it. You didn't get the ball today, we won. You should still should be, you should be happy we won, but you still should be upset we didn't get the ball. Anyway, when I look at the Eagles versus the Cowboys, it's going to be a great game, but it's all down to these two quarterbacks. Mm. Jalen Hurts took his team to the Super Bowl. He right? did. Right? He did that. When, when, when the, the lights are bright, they lost the game, but the lights are bright, he played bright. He played great. The other guy on the other team, right, on the, the other dude, when the lights is bright, oh, my gosh, you know what he do? He folds. It's a little saying the young kids say, I'm standing ten toes down. Ten toes down? Ten toes down. Ten toes down. The other, the other brother, I don't know if he's going to do that because I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the Rams, three and four, three and five. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's the Giants. <sighs> oh, I don't know. They won one game, something like that. Mm-hmm. Jets, maybe them guys like that. Uh-huh. Them big teams, them big boys, yeah. Niners, seeing what happened. Yeah. Eagles, yeah. you're going to see what's going to happen. Jets play pretty good against the But guess what, though? I don't know if you, I know you're new to the show. Let yeah. me tell you something, though. See, sometimes in Philadelphia, when it's a big game yeah. and, the, and the lights are super bright, no doubt. right? People going to come to the games, uh-huh. right? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Let me tell you who's going to come to the game. Uh-huh. We're going to be there. Shane McCoy going to be at the game. Deshaun Jackson going to be at the game. Weapon X is going to be at the game. Meek Mills going to be at the game. Gilly going to be at the game. Will Smith going to be at the game. So I'm just letting you know, we all going to be in attendance. There you go. we're going to see what happens with the Cowboys. As you should. And if you want to bet another steak dinner, let me know. As you should. If not, hold your, hold, yeah, yeah. pay my first on that first. Who you trust? more, Jay. Ooh, I can't wait. Say that again. Who you trust more? This Sunday, Dak Prescott coming off one of the best games. You know what he said. Jalen Hurts coming off another great game. What'd he say? Jalen Hurts. I trust Jalen Hurts more. And it's strictly because a couple of the things Shady just said. And like I told y'all, I learned a lot from y'all up here. Even when you think I ain't listening, I'm listening, right? Yesterday, in our production meeting, Shady brought up a really good point. You don't need your big-time players to show up against the Rams, to show up against the Cardinals. You need your big-time players to show up in these ones right here. Mm. These are the games that Dak Prescott, what was his stats last week? Four touchdowns, one interception. These are the games to where we need those type of stats right here. And the reason why in this game I'm picking Jalen Hurts is because this season, Jalen Hurts has played some games to where they ain't been good. He's been turning the football over. But it's one thing that keeps on staying the same. Mm. He always makes the last play, and they find ways to win. He's played some really good football teams that we thought the Eagles might lose. They were both undefeated when he went to Tampa. He said, y'all chill out. We got this thing under control. A really good Miami team came in there. Some people picked him to lose, and he said, two of Jalen Hurts, who going to play better? He said, y'all watch out, y'all chill out. The times where we needed Dak Prescott at his best this season, we seen it one time against the San Francisco 49ers, and he did not show up. Mm-hmm. And he played his worst football of the year. So with that being said, I am taking Jalen Hurts for those reasons. But I need Dak Prescott to play like a superstar Dak Prescott to be able to win this game when the lights is on. Go out there and outperform Jalen Hurts. It's some people, right, that think you are a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Mm. It ain't shady, but it's some people that do think you're a better quarterback than Oh, they alive? Show that. <laughs> Show that. It's they, a lot of them alive. They, they, oh. they alive. They're probably going to comment on they your not, ex in a not, minute. They not but they here. They here. They inside, outside, everywhere, outside shady. Okay. <laughs> they think that Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. Oh, wow. But he has to show it. And this is the type game to show it. They're not going to like it, James. Talk to me. They're not going to like it. 
You're not going to like what you just said about superstar players playing superstar ways against other superstars. They're not going to like that. They're not going to like it, but I have to agree. I do trust Jalen. I understand Jalen has been turning the ball over a lot. I understand when Dak was turning the ball over last year, we were very hard on him. I hear you. Go win the games. The Philadelphia Eagles find ways to win games against good teams and play well. They find ways to play terribly and still win the game. Mm. Win the game. Just win, baby. That's what they do. And it is reflected in their record. So who does that? Who's leading this team? Good or bad, whatever it is, it's Jalen Hurts. Now, that being said, I'm expecting a great game. I'm looking forward to this game. I don't think it's going to be a clean game because I think both of these defenses are going to have something to say about it. But it's going to come down to the last play. And who do you think can make that? Really? Yeah. I mean, I hope so, man. We got blowouts in the Bills-Dolphins game. We got blowouts in the Bengals-Niners game. We got blowouts in the Eagles-Dolphins game. Like, we need a game, please. Please, football guys. We deserve it this year, please. Help me out if I'm wrong, but they didn't play each other last year, right? The two quarterbacks. No, they didn't. No, they didn't play each other. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Yes. For who? Yeah, you know for a we deserve this, please. Uh, well, the Jags have been playing a lot of great games, and the world is not talking about it. They're the best-kept secret in the National Football League, and they have the best winning streak in the National Football League. They've won five straight. But are the Jags amongst the AFC elite, the 5-2 and two Jags? we got to talk about them, and you're missing out if you don't listen. That's next on Speed. All right, family, we are in a hurry-up offense. The Jags are the hottest team in football right now. They have won five straight. They won some of them in the country. They won some of them out the country. It don't matter where they play. They get in W's. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, said, quote, we're not the best team in the league. We've still got more out there for us. He is not wrong about that. But Joy, he is wrong if he's saying he ain't the hottest team in the league. I also think he's wrong if he's, not, if he's saying they're not amongst the elite. I think they're amongst the AFC elite. Are the Jags in that standing? You think they're amongst the AFC elite? I think you got to put them in the AFC elite. I know it's, it feels like, should we do that? I don't know. Like, I got to trust them? <laughs> I got trust issues, James. Okay, I'm working on it, but I do have trust issues. But they got the most takeaways in the league, fourth fewest penalties, they're top 10 in scoring defense, top 10 in uh, scoring offense. They're winning games. They've got a Super Bowl winning coach. And a lot of talent. And they're putting it together. This team did win a playoff game last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think you have to consider them, especially the way that they're playing lately in the, in the AFC Elite. AFC Elite is a big leap for the Jags historically, James Jones. Mm-hmm. 2017, they were Saxonville. They were doing a thing, mm-hmm. kind of disappeared after that. Last year, they reemerged under Doug Peterson. This year, it looks like they legit. Yeah. But are they elite, AFC? Yeah. You know what, man? If Doug Peterson didn't take this job, they might not have been elite. Because this was a bad job to take. No doubt. No <laughs> sign that. You know what I'm saying? But a good coach came That's home. That's a great example. Oh, That's a great you know example. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say all day. <laughs> but a good coach came over there and made this thing right. They are amongst the elite. When you look at their team, they are playing really good defense. They got first-rounders on that defensive line that's getting after the quarterback. You talk about to be able to compete in the National Football League with the elite, you have to have a really good quarterback. They have that in Trevor Lawrence. They have really good weapons on the outside. And then you got a Pro Bowl running back in the backfield in Travis Etienne that's going to work in the pass game and the run game. So I'm putting them in the elite conversation because the teams that I do think are elite, the Cincinnati Bengals, the the Buffalo Buffalo Bills, Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, 
I believe they could beat them on any given Sunday. I think that they're that good of a football team to beat those teams. So I'm going to put Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval. Yeah, I'm, I'm agree with you. Conversation. I, I think the Jags are an elite team for different reasons, though. I think the biggest reason is um, Doug Peterson. Yeah. I had a chance to, to play underneath Doug Peterson. Smart coach, yeah. super smart, and he, and he works well with the players. That's what you need. He's a guy that he's a players coach. Guys feel so comfortable to talk to him, right? I mean, before he got there, they were three and fourteen. Now we're talking about how they're an elite football team in the AFC or in, in, in the hell NFL. Another thing is they ride the back of Travis Etienne. Let's keep it real. No doubt. He, he's uh, he's third in rushing, right? He's third in touchdowns, and he's fourth in all-purpose yards in the NFL. He gets crazy busy. He gets off crazy work. I love his game. I've had a chance to see him at the last Super Bowl, and I said, listen, I don't care what they talk about on TV, about Trevor Lawrence. He's okay. The real dude that makes his offense go is you. Mm. And you can see it. When they get in trouble, they go to the running game. Screens and runs. Also, Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. People don't talk enough about him. He makes plays. After the oh. catch, he gets crazy work. Another pass. So I'm just thinking about this team. They have a solid defense. They have these offensive pieces. Um, and the last one is Calvin Ridley. It's, it feels good when you have a number one receiver that you know, hey, third and four, third and five, third and eight, I know I can go to a number one receiver. He's going to get busy. And that's what he does. Trevor Lawrence, I think he's good. I got to see more. I'm not believing all the hype and the prints and all that type of stuff. I mean, if you just look at his numbers, he's what? He's doing good. He's doing all right. He's tipping offense. He's knife. He's 16th in touchdowns. He has 12 in turnovers. He's, he's doing okay. It's 240 yards, you know, per game. He's doing all right. So I, I like him. I just I'm not overly big on him. But in eight, in eight, in, in eight games, he got nine touchdowns. But like, Doug Peterson, you trust? Yeah. I mean, if I told you in eight games you have nine touchdowns, like you gonna brag about that? That's Trevor Lawrence. So I think he is a he's a solid quarterback. But I'm just not he's not overly hyped up in my opinion. Right. I think the guys that needed the credit is the guys I talked about. No doubt about it. Well, when we return, somebody who's gotten hype his whole NBA career, James Harden, and now he oh. is a Clipper. Oh. But you won't believe what we noticed when he arrived in L.A. Next on. Yeah, yeah, I go for his party last night. I did. All right, family, in our two-minute drill, well, James Harden, he joined the Clippers in a huge trade, but we're focusing on his arrival yesterday. You see him in a locker room with T-Man and Russell Westbrook, but what you don't necessarily see is the three phones that he's holding in his left hand. I know one phone. I know about two phones. Three phones, though, is interesting, oh. to say the least, James Jones. <laughs> hey, that boy, that boy, that boy done left Philly, boy, and he said, I'm about to go get it in out here in L.A. It's going down. <laughs> Three of them back. Right, Taylor? Oh, man. I, I mean, personally, I can barely keep up with one, so Where's maybe I should get two. Shady? I got nothing to say about him having phones. Hope he picks up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, 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 man. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's crazy. That's well, crazy. we will see what to make of James Harden's <laughs> arrival because that has been chaotic in his tenure. I have no idea what phone is for what. But I know this much. We appreciate y'all tuning in. You could be watching any show, and you hang out with us every day. We don't take it for granted. That's it for us.